You there? Hey. Hey. How are you guys? It's just us. Oh, okay. Where's Sam? <laughs> Sam is not home. He says, I'm sorry. Tell Amy I said hi. All right. Well, we'll miss him. Yeah. Yeah, we had a big episode last night. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, wow. Welcome to my show, Amy. Welcome to a little bit of Synergy. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to have you. Been a couple of months in the uh, in the planning. Yeah. Um, so what's um what's new today? How's it going out there today? I always like to start with uh, what's going on in the present moment. Yeah, today's a good day. Um, you know, being the weekend, it's been a quiet day at home and just hanging out with the family and dogs. <laughs> How about yourself? Oh, let's see. Anything but normal. I mean, it's been it's been nuts. The past past few weeks have been absolutely surreal. You I'm know. I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. No, thank you for that. It's uh, I think I'm still in shock. Um, to be quite honest with you, because I I um I've kind of bottled up all my emotions, and um, you know, I was I was going. Before I, I, I'm real fortunate, okay. I got to, I got to say my goodbyes to my dad. You know that a lot of people don't have that. I got to. It's like a providence just worked out that way. Got me up there, you know. Got to, uh, got to be with my dad on his on his final days. Got to, you know, just wrap things up. Yeah. Was he aware that you were with him? Yeah, yeah, he, um, I'd say his, he was fully conscious until the last day, and then, and then he was, he was done. He had a lot going against him, and I'm, I'm interested to get your take on some of this stuff, because being in healthcare and everything, I, um, I, uh, I think I'm a classic COVID denier. I do. I really do. And I think that's a bad thing because um, everybody in my family's had it. And okay. yeah, um, my dad was tested positive for it. My mom had it while I was up there. My sister had it. I myself have had no symptoms. My dad had no symptoms, but he's, he died of uh, a combination of liver failure, hemochromatosis, diabetes, congestive heart failure. And he had just had a heart valve replaced uh, less than a month prior to him passing away. Oh, wow. And I'm so pissed off at this damn virus. I just don't know what to think about it, Amy. What do you think? I mean, uh, I mean it's, it's really unbelievable, you know, that that this has come into our world and how much... It has changed things in the last two years. I mean, just to think of how everything was shut down last year and uh, all the people that have been affected by this. We lost a good friend about two weeks ago to COVID. Mm. It's just um, kind of like you said, it's just surreal a little bit. Yeah. I haven't had an opportunity to sit down and go through all this. I, uh, I have not been vaccinated. Um, up until 
up until it hit home like it did, I I was I was kind of obstinate about it. Now <clears throat> I'm kind of having second thoughts. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I I'll say being in healthcare, I I do think that it's important to be vaccinated, but I also feel like people have need to have the choice. You know. Um, my family, we're all vaccinated, but it, and it was, you know, my husband and I, it was not a hard thing for us to decide to do that. Um, my 21 year old, I left that up to her completely and she wanted to get it. And then my 16 year old, that was hard for me to decide on him. Um, you know, just being so young and, and being a little unsure about the vaccine, just with it being so new, but I did vaccinated he didn't have any issues he had already had covid before that when mm -hmm. it first started didn't have he didn't have any symptoms um but it it was i mean i won't lie it was a difficult decision to get somebody that young and that active uh vaccinated when you hear of some of the you know myocarditis and some things like that that pop up mm -hmm. with it but you know on the other hand just seeing the difference in um, those who contract the illness who are vaccinated versus who are not vaccinated and how much sicker, you know, some of the people get is. Um, is so you do, you are a proponent of the vaccine or you have seen it as effective? Uh, yes, I, I, yes, I am a proponent of it. Um, I think that, you know, even though you can still get it, you know, I'm sure you've heard you don't get you're not supposed to get as sick or mm -hmm. to from the from it. And um, I've had friends die from it, you know, mm -hmm. so if if this vaccine can stop that from happening, I am I am for it. Yeah, I, I've been obstinate, you know, I've been I've been real. Well, I'm down here in Florida, so. I'm sure I don't know how much current events you keep up with, but Florida's kind of uh, we're kind of acting like Texas used to act, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you ain't going to make us do anything we don't want to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've kind of gotten wrapped up in that. Uh, you know, just my rights. But but again, like I said, after I saw I saw my dad suffer and I. And, I, and my mother was too weak to help him. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I may have already had it. I mean, I, I don't know what the symptoms truly are. I, I hear that there's a variety of symptoms that are not being, <clears throat> you know, out, outside of just like a, a, just a really bad cold. Right. Um, I mean, this, this stuff has the tendency to, uh, to get in your lungs and settle and and see my, my dad had so much fluid in his body that okay. I'm, I'm talking see, you know congestive heart failure but he he was his his skin was literally weeping wow. fluid because he was so full of fluid mm -hmm. they had to come and, and massage his abdomen and, and just just to get it to All right you know yeah yeah, I'm so sorry. I, know. I can't imagine how hard that was. Yeah, it is. Like I said, it's um, 
Well, I mean, it, it could have been so much worse for my dad. Yeah. All of his, all of his kids were there. As you know, his wife. He had a tremendous, tremendous outpouring of support from this community, from social media. I'm, I'm amazed at how many people actually that I don't talk to. You know, just out of nowhere, say, like, "Oh, Tony, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." Everybody was, was great. Yeah. And I saw Jamie Brown's mother passed away um, this week. Oh wow. Yeah. Was that COVID related to? I don't know. I've been trying to, I've been trying to reach him, but yeah. I, uh, I can't, I can't seem to. He, he's one of those guys that'll, uh, he posts on Facebook. But he didn't converse on Facebook. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you so were your were your parents or are your is your mom still here in Alabama? Yes. Yes, she is. They're up in Hoover. Yeah. Um, Trace Crossings area where she is now. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Let me go Mm -hmm. in dogs out here um yeah i mean you know i don't like to tell people what they should do and that's why i feel like with this vaccine it's it's important that you have the decision to make for yourself Mm -hmm. i've just seen you know i don't work in a hospital but you know so many people who really just um like my friend that just passed away, he was my age and he did not have a whole lot of health issues. And it's just unbelievable that, you know, and he was kind of a, he didn't, didn't want the vaccine and wasn't for it. And um, I just hate that he's not here with us, you know, and he had two young kids. So it's, it's Mm. a tough. Was he young, like our age young? He was our age. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and see, I have symptoms like, like I can, I have difficulty breathing, like it's, like I don't want to say COPD, but I, I was never diagnosed with asthma, and I, but I smoke cigarettes, so yeah. I wouldn't be able to. I don't feel right saying okay, it's it's due to the virus, you know. I I don't feel like I deserve right, you know, right. consideration for that. Yeah. So um, as a nurse, I mean, you you deal with uh, like school age children, right? Right. I, yeah. High school age. High school. OK. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and I'm at a school that's um, pretty progressive. Um, mm-hmm. I would say probably 75 percent of our students are vaccinated, mm-hmm. which actually makes my job easier you know um especially this year that they've made some changes where if you're like last year there was a lot we were able to be in school all year but there was a lot of um a lot of people having to stay home all the time from being exposed to covid still there You there, Amy? Hey. Hey, sorry. Yeah, Bo, are you there? Hang on. I've got another guest that looks like he's joining us. All right. 
me see if I can add here. This is nuts. Sorry, Amy. Let me see if I can if this works. Okay. Never know which direction this is going to go in. <laughs> I can only imagine as as I, I'm not very tech savvy, so I can only imagine. <laughs> he may join. I mean, yeah, I had another friend who was, uh, I, I, I tried to set this up because I, I had a feeling if I had at least three people in, then we could get some synergy going. Yeah, right on. There we go. <laughs> you there, buddy? I am here. Amy, you here? Yep, I'm here. Excellent, excellent. Bo, meet Amy. Amy, meet Bo. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. Okay. Yeah, Bo, we were getting the COVID discussion out of the way because I um, I don't know if you if you realize my father passed away uh, about two weeks ago, and it's real questionable whether COVID played a part in it or not. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I'm, um, I've got really mixed, mixed emotions about the whole thing. And, you know, as, as, as if it's a, oh, we were just discussing the vaccine and whatnot. Anyway. Anyway. So you said mixed emotions in what way? Well, I'm an anti-vaxxer, and I oh, okay. uh, and I, um, I honestly, man, up until this point, until my father passed, I um, and I saw my mom with it and my sister with it. Um, I was just kind of like, yeah, things not, it's not really happening in my backyard, so I'm, you know, I'll just continue living my day to day and and uh, you know, not really. Not really take part in it, but um, you know, now I'm wondering if I should get this damn vaccine. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, I was, I, I just don't like people telling me what to do. Um, you know, I work for the government, and they're saying like we have to have the vaccine, um, to keep our jobs, pretty much. Yeah. And. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna quit my job. You know, like I got stuff to do. I got bills to pay. I got kids. You know, I guess I got things that I want to do. You know, and getting a different job would put a a big hold on that. You know, so I mean, and I don't feel strongly either way about it. So I had actually scheduled to get the uh, the vaccine today, but it's been a freaking ridiculous day today. So mm. I actually had to cancel that. So I'm gonna wait until next weekend. Tony, when you say you're an anti-vaxxer, is that for any vaccine or just just the? It's mainly this one. I mean, I MMR, polio, meningitis, yeah. stuff like that. I've had all of those, 
And did um, you get all that for your kids or no? Yes. No, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you feel like it's you're concerned about the vaccine itself or like Bo said just somebody telling you what you have to do yeah I don't like the uh the methods that they're they're going to try to enforce this I understand uh our Biden saying or somebody say Biden's going to enforce any small business with more than 100 employees will have to have either vaccination cards or they'll have to have negative negative tests every week right you heard that I did hear that. Yeah. And if you're a federal employee, which I guess that's you, Bo, huh? You yes. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. 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 I just don't like the idea of somebody telling me I have to do something, especially, when, I mean, I just don't trust it. It's only been a year, you know? I mean, yeah. you, you in the medical field, you realize, I mean, how long does it take? How long did it take to come up with, uh, a polio vaccine in like 30 years something like that i mean yeah i don't i don't know yeah i mean I, and i don't know all the details but i will say they i know they've been working with the mrna vaccines for some time mm-hmm. not, not specific to covid but just that mechanism for vaccinations but I, I mean i get it i i was concerned for myself i wasn't because i've got i'm testing 300 kids several times a year and they're coughing and sneezing in my face and it was just kind of a no-brainer it's just something i had to do right um and the time i made that decision my next door neighbor who was older but passed away um and i you know it was it was back when only nurses and healthcare providers were able to get the vaccine and it just you know when we lost her it was just kind of a okay this is what i need to do it's stupid mm-hmm. for me not when they're you know coughing in my face and could easily I could easily get it so I did and then as time went on and my family was able to get it you know um like I said they did um it wasn't but we didn't take it lightly it wasn't just an easy decision necessarily right how about you Bo did is it in, is your family vaccinated um my parents are I know they're you know they're older they're in their 70s so they're definitely vaccinated when the whole COVID thing happened. They, you know, they social distance and all that stuff, you know, try to take care of themselves, try to keep keep away from anything that would hurt them because they're in a high risk category. Uh, as far as my sister and her family, I have no idea. I don't talk to them too often. Yeah. I was telling Tony that it was the most difficult for me to decide on my 16 year old. Um, just he's an athlete and he's you know you hear some things like myocarditis and things like that with the young males especially um but and i did decide for him to get it and um i'm i'm glad now because he's you know they're they had homecoming this weekend there's hundreds of kids together and they're not worried about distancing or any of that kind of stuff and yeah i feel a little you know a little at ease because he has had that and uh, i mean he could still get it of course but i feel like hopefully he won't be as affected by it since he's back yeah my oldest works in the medical field she's actually a respiratory therapist so it was it was she had to get it she had to get vaccinated to work at the hospital yeah and see now we're wondering if if my dad should have gotten it i mean would it have would it have changed his 
would it have given my dad was in bad shape uh, was he an anti-vaxxer yes i figured that's where you got it from yeah i'm sure you uh have you ever have either of y'all ever heard of hemochromatosis a condition um, it sounds familiar i don't know that much about it it's a it's a blood disease um where your 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 liver stores iron rather than process it and um and it's bad it's uh it's really bad and it's something i have to keep an eye on um hereditary hereditary yeah Uh, my dad had had three close calls with it and then this last time it was you know just i mean that combined with everything else that that he was he was combating it was just it was just too much but yeah. it was like all that and covid too you know yeah but of course my mother had it and and she had a a pretty serious case of it she um she got like her and my sister were able to get a hold of some hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. you know and um and they said that helped a lot. And um, I think our our governor's is our governor down here is Ron DeSantis. You know, he's a he's he's offering something called Rumoron or some one of those therapeutics that um, the President Trump, when he was in when he's still in office, when he uh, was in the hospital, some of the some of the uh the therapy therapeutics that he used is uh is what the scientist is making available to to people down here like widespread supposedly if ever if anybody's is uh, needing it it's available to them now so okay okay yeah did Which your is, mom is she still battling with it or is she okay yeah i think she's okay now and okay. she's just now she's just battling, you know, grief. Yeah. She's doing well, but um. Were you um? Were you, are you real close to your parents, Tony? Well, yes and no. I mean, I got closer over the last few years. We we weren't too close when I uh, when the family moved to Florida. There was there was some there was some friction going on at the time in side the family that you know a little bit of space definitely helped um, you know that absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of thing and over the over the past several years we got really close again yeah. I, mean, I was like I said I was real fortunate to be able to to be with my dad in his last week when he still had lucid days you know yeah yeah but my mother, she said that she, even after having had COVID, she's like, I still wouldn't get a vaccine for this. Really? She's, yeah, she said it just wasn't that, it just wasn't that uh, vicious. I yeah. thought the same thing after I had it. Like, I had it and it passed over in about five to seven days. And I was like, well, that was no big deal, you know, but <laughs> I'm not exactly, you know, at risk, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Where are you, Amy? You're outside. I am out at 
at my house. I'm in Alabama. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm in Arizona. So I used to live in Alabama and okay. me and Tony were friends and gotcha. just kind of kept in touch. So. Okay. Tony and I went to high school together. We had a run in at a hospital, what, 20, almost 21 years ago. Yeah. When our yeah. Born, so. Yeah. It's the last time I've seen you. Yeah. It's been a while. How is how, Sybil? That's your daughter's name? Am I wrong? Sarah. She's what is it? Sarah. Sarah. Okay. Yeah. She's doing great. She's going to school and working and just being a 20 year old. Yeah. Yeah. How about son? Is he doing okay? Oh, they're both doing. Both my boys are good. Right. Yeah. Um, See, Amy and I were in ICU together, and or in NICU together. Our, our babies were in NICU together at the same time. But you had you had had a lot more difficult time than than we had. If I remember correctly, yeah. you were laying on your stomach for months. <laughs> well, my child just came three and a half months early, so that set oh, wow. off a whole. So, it, it, you know, it was mainly her lungs weren't ready, and we just went through, you know, we, we stayed in the NICU for 99 days, so it was a long ordeal, but turned out okay. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen your babies online. I see that boy of yours looks just like you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he's 17. I mean, that's my baby, and he's 17, you know. I can't believe we're getting older, so. <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it. I have one that's 20. Actually, I think she just turned 21. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my youngest turns 21 in March. Um, and then, um, you know, depending on what direction he chooses to go in, we're, we're looking at an empty nest here. Oh, wow. And that's, that's hard to believe. Yeah, it's, it's probably weird getting your place. It'd probably be weird getting my place to myself, like all to myself. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> you always expect something or someone to break the silence at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my oldest son, he, he gave me a grandson last, this past yeah. year. That's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's as good here, huh? It is. Are you are you making a list of things you need to teach him, or is your son pretty much squared away on that? He's doing a good job, you know. Um, I'll tell you, it's just like you, it's just like you hear, you know. You get to, uh, it's like you get to have them at your convenience. You get to enjoy all their best times, and usually by the time they start getting cranky and ill. Uh, it's time to hand them back to their parents. That sounds amazing. Parenthood <laughs> should be like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, I don't know, I just remember how my parents would, would there's a little bit of karma involved. You know, I've, I've had to change a few stinky diapers. And, yeah, um, you give what you get. Yeah. Or you get what you give, excuse me. Right. Yeah. 
Is your uh is your microphone glowing or is it just me? I, it looks like it's glowing from here as well. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's Tony's, Tony's getting all fancy. <laughs> yeah, we've had some uh well, I figured since I was making money off the podcast, I might as well use it to invest in the podcast. Yeah, dude. That's the first thing you do with your money when you freaking start a small business, put it right back into mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. See, I never ever thought of this as a business, but my mom pointed out she calls it my business. You know, this is my hobby. It's it's my passion and I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, right on. How long have you been doing it, Tony? Since January. Started this in January. Okay. And you've been um, doing it with Sam. Uh sometimes. Uh we started off with Sam uh all the time. Yes. Yeah. Sam's more invested in another project called uh, Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews, R4. The R4 okay. podcast, we talk about them all the time. I mean, we, we're close allies with them. I've been on their show once and um, was trying to get them, some of those guys over here on this show last night, but they weren't able to get. But, you know, in time, um, there's a community of uh, podcasters. It's, an, it's a thing now. Uh, there was a national convention uh last month and sam got to go to it in memphis and um uh, uh, what's it called rocking podcast or something like it's like comic-con for podcasters that, that do podcasts that are largely about music nice. which this one is this is largely a music podcast yeah you know i mean i love having any type of guest. I love having you guys on here. Anybody that's 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 been a milestone in my life, I like to have on this thing because it's, you know, this the the documentary. It's it's been a I don't know, like forty something episodes in now. So it, you know what I mean. And we're attracting some fairly high profile guests. So I um I've learned that. People are people are people, uh, famous or not. And if you, I've just been, you know, on Instagram, I've got you've got a, a direct message option on Instagram. Well, you know, these people have phones too. And so far, I've gotten lucky three times now with uh, three different guests that responded to me uh, through Instagram. Uh, did you see did i tell you Bo, uh, remember failure that band yeah I, yeah i had the drummer on last night oh nice just talking about music the whole time or just try to divert and <laughs> and like broaden his horizons a bit it was we talked about music a little, a little bit we talked about and he, he had just had a cancer scare and you know we talked about some stuff like that but um it's hard not to fanboy out on him Dude, I get that. I totally get that. But that seems to be what, like, you know, you go on, like, a, you see, like, talk shows or you see interviews and stuff like that, and music people are always asked about music, and movie people are always asked about movies, and, you know, so, and it seems like that would be, like, the thing that you do, like, the appropriate thing. It's always just nice to hear people, like, get away from that. Like, you have a music guy on, and you ask him about, you know, cars or, I don't know, something else. yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we we did a we were on there for two hours, so you know. Holy we moly! 
didn't talk strictly about music. It's, um, yeah, the, I had two months to prepare for his, so I, um, all I needed was the video or, or the audio from it. Yeah. So I got it, got it produced just like that last night. And so it's growing, but we talk about, we did, we did talk about success and, um, what is success and how, um, some of the greatest success that you can obtain is not being successful because you'll, you'll get to maintain that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Bo? Anonymity? Yeah. going to be <laughs> under the underground kind, yeah, of, kind yeah. of thing about it. Or like, uh, that, that indie feel. Yeah. That's it. Like you're not a, like you're not a sellout. There you go. I totally get that. I totally get that. Not that not that I've ever had to be had the option of being successful or unsuccessful. I've just kind of always been like right in the middle, you know, doing my job, making my money, taking care of my people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I've never like tried to be famous. But then again, I've never tried to not be famous. I just kind of do what I do. Well, how many lists? How many viewers do you have, Bo? Um. um we're at like 50, uh, 5,500 subscribers, maybe. That's okay. That's pretty good. Bo has a channel on, on YouTube. Okay. Is that right? It's just, it's car stuff. It's, we started with little mini trucks and we just, me and my buddy, we, we just buy a bunch of like little shit boxes, like little $500 90s imports and stuff like that. And we just do all kinds of dumb stuff to them. Yeah. Awesome. But people like to see that, apparently, so yeah. we keep doing it. <laughs> no, man, you you've got a you've got a tight setup. I like I like watching your work. It's uh, it's inspiring, it. man. It really is. Like I don't know, you you look like you've got a foundry slash fab shop slash uh, I, I don't know what what all you've got going on there, man. You just you you look like you you could make you, you can make it happen. Well, know? I mean, we've we've been slowly growing. We we put a lot of ourselves into it, you know. I, I wouldn't call it success, you know, per se, but we just um we've got a bigger shop coming and we got lifts that are going up and stuff like that. So it just makes it a lot easier because we're getting older and you know nobody likes crawling up under cars every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the. Uh, I mean, Bo, I, Amy, I pay people to change my oil now. I never thought, <laughs> yeah. never thought I'd do that. Yeah, getting older makes us do some things that we didn't think we would. You just sure. you get get you get tired of stuff, and you realize like, God, I don't want to do this. And then you think, Oh, you know what? I'm 45. I don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a grown-up. I can take care of myself, you know? Yep. I don't have to crawl up under my car anymore. <laughs> <laughs> kids, or having kids is great because, you know, they, uh, they they pick up the slack. Oh, yeah, completely. I've got um, Michael, my youngest, is now he's wanting to learn about engines after all oh, yeah. this time. After all this time, now he finally wants me to teach him about engines, and I'm like, oh. now I don't, 
I don't have I don't have the desire to crack them open. And I don't have you on the ready, Bo. I can't yeah, just such a pain. call you up. <laughs> yeah. Have you taught your uh, are you are you teaching either your sons of uh, music at all? Little bit. A I mean, last bit. time last time we talked, you said you were exposing them to some of the some of your faves and whatnot, and seeing what they think, and they're starting to listen to it and whatnot. Yeah, Michael's definitely picking up everything I'm throwing down. Nice. Are they playing instruments at all? Michael, uh, the synthesizer he bought me for Christmas. Yeah. Which started this whole thing, the whole podcast, the whole everything began with <laughs> this. Um, the synth he bought me. Um, yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, he comes in here and sits down and just um, puts the headphones on and, and just goes into dopamine overload, just, <laughs> just messing around. That's good stuff. Yeah. Are you, a, are you, are you a music fan, Amy? Um, you know, not like you guys. I mean, I like music, but I, that's not my passion or anything, but I like to turn on some music and the background and work or whatever I have to be doing yeah right on what do you listen to I listen to a huge variety of um you know classic rock I'll listen to oldies um I listen to a little bit of country just I'm all around yeah right on yeah it looks like uh you live out in the woods it looks like you live kind of out out away a bit I you know I am in the middle of Hoover Alabama but um we there, we've got woods in the back of our house, and um, when we moved here a couple of years ago, it was amazing the amount of deer that are around this house. Like it's nothing to have eight or nine deer out in the front yard just begging for some corn or something, you know. And yeah. cool. we used to live more in the country and never saw any, so it's pretty funny that we're. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but I have. Yeah, Hoover, Hoover's not exactly out there. No, it's not. We, uh, I've got two young puppies, so I'm trying to keep them quiet during this. So <laughs> oh, right on. Hang outside most of the time. So, yeah. Our dogs are welcome. I've got two. Um, <laughs> I guess they didn't, they're not on this episode, but they're usually hanging out right there on the bed. Um, <laughs> they hang, hang out with me all day. I work from home. Okay. They hang out with me in here all day long, all night long. Never make a. Yeah. I work for Apple. Okay. Do uh, you know tech support stuff mm -hmm. like that? Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's a good gig. It's a good gig. I'll tell you what. Uh, working from home, and see that's another thing. I've been doing this for uh, since before 2020. So quarantine, isolation, and all that stuff. Social. I was kind of used to it. You know, I hadn't. I hadn't worked around folks in a, a couple of years. Yeah. So, you know. Was that going to change for you? Mm -mm. Same with the, uh, the, the pandemic and what it did to the uh, economy for us. We were, we were already suffering at that time. You know, we, we had already, see, I had, I didn't, I was unemployed for a minute there. I lost a bunch of, I'm trying to remember what happened i uh, found myself suddenly in between gigs for a little bit and uh just long enough to get thinned out financially you know uh, yeah 
I don't, I don't even remember what I was doing. Uh, I, so I used to do cell tower work and I quit doing that about, and then I did HVAC work for a while and I got tired of that. And then I got back into IT, which I'd been out of for a little while because I'm getting old too. And, uh, I remember last time we talked about climbing towers and how fun that was. <laughs> Oh. Like radio towers and whatnot. Oh, yeah. That was. <laughs> can't believe somebody paid me to do that. Yeah, no joke. So you're being serious when you say it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I didn't, know, I didn't know if you were just talking about the physical exertion of it and all that. Or... No, oh, I'm, the... I'm sure Tony gets some sort of like zen experience from it. But uh, <laughs> for me... Like, you know, free climbing 75 and 80 foot radio towers was not awesome. <laughs> you did that in the service, didn't you, right? Yeah, yeah, in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. It was not awesome, huh? <laughs> no, no. It was pretty sketchy. Like, like OSHA, OSHA would have been upset. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you do, Amy? I'm a nurse. Um, I work right now. I work at a high school. It's a pretty, All right. um, it's a good job. It's laid back. I get summers off and Christmas vacation, you know, all that. So it's, it's nice. And I like, never thought I'd really like working with teenagers, but I do. It's enjoyable. So I was going to ask you that because I think when I was in high school, I don't think I ever went to the nurse's office or whatever, whatever yeah. it's called or whatnot. But um, like I always wondered what kind of interactions that high schoolers had with with the high school nurses. Right. Because I never had to go. The place that I work, we're a boarding school as well. Um, so I have about any year, anywhere from you know 70 to 80 kids that live at the school, and a lot of the kids are international students. So they need um, you know, if they need any kind of medical care, even sometimes it's just stepping in as a mom figure and help out taking them to appointments getting whatever they need and um it's interesting i mean it, it's diff it's a little more than just your you know cut knees and band-aids and all that so yeah. it's interesting are they exchange students um most of our students are um when i first started there they were from south korea a lot of them a lot of the boarding students now the majority are from china um and they um, come for the full high school experience and, and just, they um, plan to go to an American college. Okay. Uh, and oh, so, so it's something that their parents probably pay a lot of money for. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, it's probably a pretty nice school. It is. It is. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like a little bit of a junior college, the layout of it. It's a oh, lot wow. of, it's a pretty place to work as well. So that helps too. I would assume they're all pretty good kids as well. Yeah, for the most part. Like they're yeah. pretty it's studious, a, it's, I would imagine. Yeah, that's it's it's very academic uh, based the school and interesting. Strong. Interesting. College yeah. prep. Yeah. Like what we did. Where yeah. we went. <clears throat> was supposed to be college prep. Uh, where did y'all go to high school? Chapel Carroll. John Carroll? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you went. Did I know you went to John Carroll? 
Yeah, we just we discussed it on the last podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, briefly. Right on. Because I have no idea where you went to school. I went to Pinson Valley. Okay. Valley. I was over on the other side of the world, out in the sticks. <laughs> sure, I knew some people that went there. Um, yeah. We talked about. I told you I knew the Smahas that went to freaking John Carroll, and you were like, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, we know them. In fact, they live over by um, my brother and his family, I believe. Some of some of the Smahas do. There's a kind of off of 280. This is actually over off of Green Springs, and um, you know where uh, Snoozy's used to be. I don't. I do. Downtown? No, yeah. over there, in Southside. There's a there's a little. A section of really really nice area over there um and it's it's just a little neighborhood that's largely um lebanese italians and um it's over there by uh, saint elias Mennonite yep. church yeah that's that's where they live that's awesome yeah so um have you listened to any of the episodes, Amy? Have you? Have you? I listened to the one that you had, um, Amy Rosado, mm-hmm. and then I had just started listening to your um, last one that you had um, with the drummer on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was mostly what I was hearing was the music. I had not gotten <laughs> into the conversation yet. Yeah, I um, I put about. About a ten minute intro into that one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do everything I can to try to get it, it. I mean, it's an homage to the person that I'm I'm bringing on, so I want it to be, you know, I want it to be an introductory for whoever's listening. You know, I want them to be able to. Say, oh, this this is this person's music. Maybe I want to dig a little bit deeper. So I'm trying to turn people on to the music at the same time. Yeah. You know. That's you want right. it to be comprehensive, but not excessive. Yeah, and and I fail every time. <laughs> Ten minutes sounds a little excessive. That's how much the other one was. Uh, my Blinker the Star episode. It was ten minutes yeah. long. But you never notice, like when you're making them, like you don't really notice. But then you watch it afterwards, like a few days later, or you listen to it, and you're just like, because I do the same thing with videos, like. I'll put like a car cut in there, or a cut of us drifting, or doing burnouts, mm-hmm. or whatever we're doing, and I'll be like, "Man, that was way too long," or "Man, like that was way too short." Like people don't even know what's going on, mm-hmm. and I just like, "Well, I'll fix it in the next video." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna go back and redo all the work. And I'm like, "Who am I doing this for? You know, am I doing this for for other people that?" Well, I don't get enough feedback is my problem. Um, really? Yeah. I, I wish people would, and anybody listening, uh, anthony.thomas11001 at gmail.com is a good Let way to reach it. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fill it up. That's I, the uh, thing about being on YouTube is like people are, are so happy to give you their opinions on social media, you know, and people don't think of YouTube as being like social media, but my goodness, you mess up like 
five seconds of a video or you say something inaccurate on YouTube, mm. you have 300 comments under it saying, hey, that's not right. Hey, you're an idiot. Hey, go kill yourself. Hey, all this stuff. And you're like, what? Like, all I did was like, and so you have to like take time and post a, a correction video or an apology video or something like that. It's, <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous and, and funny. Like people have nothing else to do. Yeah. But they're my audience, so. Yeah. Yeah. Got to got to cater, cater yeah. to the mob. Yeah, I've, I've I can see my analytics that tells me, um, you know, how many people. It, it tells me where people are that are listening. Yeah. How long they listened, and, you know, when they, where they dropped off or whatnot. Yeah. And and even give me some more demographics that are good, but there's no real way for people to to tell me what they think. Really? Know? Yeah, it's. I think it's just the format that I'm using because I'm still using Anchor, which is yeah. the the free one. Right. <clears throat> for the time being, it works. Of course, this is season two, so we'll see. We'll see. Are there any? Do you post video anywhere? Well, I'm I'm looking at Patreon. And um, seeing about getting involved with that, and 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 seeing about it, you know, offering like the video diaries and other con other content, because I've got a ton of content that goes along with the the podcast stuff that yeah. just gets stuff that just gets produced uh, in, in the process. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many songs I write, and they just get. Stored somewhere on a on a drive, and um, I forget all about them. I forget how to play them. I forget. Like I wrote a song for this podcast too, and um, then I did a cover. I did a Pink Floyd cover uh, for the end of this one. Of what? Uh, it's called Green Is the Color. I don't know that one. No, it's a deep cut. It must be. <laughs> yep. It must be. You're all about the deep cuts, though. It's, My goodness. Sir, I love my deep cuts. Amy, do you know what a deep cut is? Not really. Okay, a deep cut is like a track on an album that like either nobody ever listens to or it just didn't get play on the radio and like the majority of the human race has never heard of it. Mm. That's it. They call that a deep cut because you go down deep to find it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, some people call them B-sides. They call mm. them deep cuts or B-sides because like Back in the days of vinyl, you'd have an A-side, which was like the selling album. You know, like you'd have like La Bamba on one side of a 45, <laughs> and you'd flip it over and like Donna would be on the other side, you know, the less popular song or even yeah. less popular than that. So some people call them B-sides. Some people call them deep cuts if they're deep enough. Okay. Okay. And I live in the mucky muck. I love it. The deep cuts is where I – it's the kind of music I produce. Yeah. The kind of stuff that comes out of me is not necessarily something that most people want to listen to, and that's okay. You know, I'll uh, I'll never be a top forty artist. Uh, that's that's fine, but man, do I have fun! Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to really like an artist or really be into like the psyche of a person or a band mm -hmm. to want to listen to the deepest of cuts. You know, yeah. like. Like what's this stuff? Like what what were they thinking when they wrote this or when they played this or whatever? Like, you know, like 
different than just like having a good hook and you know having something good to listen to while you're driving but you're just like huh they wrote that you know like i know you like you know we're good friends and we talk and whatnot and so when you make something i want to be like huh i want to hear what what tony thomas wrote you know i want to hear what he's about yeah. those are the deep cuts well there you go i appreciate that and i'll I will be sure. I count that as feedback, right? Yeah, there. dude. Just let me know when the album comes out. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. I'm, I'm actually thinking about um, starting to upload some music to SoundCloud. You know, just. But I don't know if I will or not. Um, Sam pushes me constantly. He's, he thinks up that I've got the goods. If somebody want to listen to you, you just keep doing it. You sound great. I appreciate it too. I really You're do. Hype man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's good. It's good to have somebody hyping you up all the time. My girlfriend does that a lot to me. Like she hypes me up so much. She tells me that I'm great at everything, even <laughs> though I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very supportive wife like that. Yeah. And my son. He's very supportive too. My youngest son is oh, very that's supportive. Good. I think it's awesome that Sam is your hype man. I mean, that you guys go back so far and still are so tight. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Sam's my best buddy. He Did always... he go to John Carroll, too? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're all part of the same graduating class. What? Was that 94? Two. 92. Okay. I was 95, so I'm okay. a little bit behind you. A little younger. Just a fuzz. But at some point, <clears throat> at some point, I noticed that that uh, I started, I started gravitating towards younger individuals. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they uh, they keep me feeling young. Yeah, be careful in what context you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say in what way, Tony. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, if they edit that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It separates people. Like, when they get to a certain age, they like, some people, like, kind of go toward, like, I don't know, old people things. And then some people, like, kind of gravitate toward, like, young people things, you know, like, People talk about guys having midlife crisis and just, you know, some people just want to feel more alive. And then some people just kind of want to do their own thing, you know, just kind of like be out in the middle of nowhere and water their garden and, you know, right. do stuff like that, which, you know, to each their own. I'm kind of an adrenaline guy, so I'll freaking go out at 100 miles an hour, probably on fire off a cliff, <laughs> you know, riding a shark with a mouthful of dynamite. <laughs> well so what's your passion amy what do you do for you um you know i'm a big animal person um mm -hmm. enjoy working i've volunteered the last several years with a program for um that involves horses and um children with well not just children um people with special needs or dis disabilities um, and I've enjoyed that, just being with the kids, being with the horses. Um, you know, I guess I'm kind of one of those people, as Bo was talking about, that just kind of 
it's hit a point in my life where I'm just chilled out. I don't need the adrenaline. I don't, you know, I'm like happy. It's just my daily life and having my kids, my son, I enjoy going to his sporting activities and all that kind of thing. And just, just hanging out, taking it easy. So much wisdom in that. My goodness. Definitely. It took a while to get there. <laughs> yeah. It takes us all a while to get there. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, could, yeah. I could use some, some learning, some slowing down probably. Yeah. You'll get there. What, uh, you said you have dogs. Do you have horses or do you have any other kind of animals? No. Well, dogs and cats. Uh, no, but the school I work at, the barn is there. There's horses there. So I have access to them. They have a barn at the school? Yeah, it's a 300-acre um, property. Oh, it's wow. It's um, out a little bit into this program. And um, so it's all right there together. And I actually lived at the school for a couple of years. Um, being that it's a boarding school, they need faculty to live on campus to help with the kids and um so we did that for a few years and and it was neat being right there having my own barn essentially you know yeah that's nice yeah did you have to do all the um what do they call it did you have to do any of the mucking and all that and mucking. yeah that's the word Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we have a we have a bunch of guys that what's that even if it's snowing or freezing or whatever. Oh my gosh. But yeah. That's <laughs> mucking in the cold. Yeah. yeah. We have a bunch of guys that work with us and they always they they ride horses and they make all the new guys freaking muck the muck the stalls and whatnot. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely not stuff that they want to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tony, I wanted to share this Instagram account with you. It's called Nature is Metal. We were, we were just talking about animals, and it just made me think of it. Um, it's called Nature is Metal, and it's basically like people send in their submissions of just like things they've recorded on their phone or with their camera or whatever, mm -hmm. and um, just nature being nature. And it's it's like the most extreme form of nature that you can imagine, like, you know – hawks eating other birds and insects eating other insects and like a thousand insects like breaking down like a dog that's dead on the side of the road or mm. like um i saw one this morning a guy was releasing a bear back into the wild a grizzly bear mm. I, he didn't say he didn't like elaborate on how he caught this grizzly bear or why but he was releasing this grizzly bear and it was out of this like big metal tank that you'd like transport him in i guess mm. but he had a camera and a tripod set up to like record the release you know the beautiful release of this grizzly bear back into the wild the they open this door like this door comes up and immediately this grizzly bear comes out of the back of this trailer like 50 miles an hour goes straight to the camera and just mauls it to pieces mm. and you can hear it it's got sound and everything you hear the grizzly bear just just like tearing this thing up <laughs> and just breathing and then he runs off into the woods and you're just like that's just terrifying. Like nature is so terrifying. Like yeah. if you know, like the real nature, you know, mm -hmm. not like domesticated animals are like super sweet, you know, and super yeah. cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of along those lines, I've always had this really healthy respect for the 
the danger of being around horses because they're so big and like so yeah. strong and like like they kick you or bite you or just fall over on you or you know throw you off and whatnot. I've known a lot of people that were injured by horses. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they scare me. They scare me. I, I, uh, I've I've always had a, a fear of of getting kicked or like a like a donkey to kick me or something like that. I, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. wildest thing we actually have monkeys out here in the wild. Yeah. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, yeah, we do. Did you say monkeys? Monkeys. Ow. Like. Like howler monkeys and spider monkeys, they um, they they didn't, they're not native to here, but back in like the I want to say the 1920s or 30s, or maybe the 40s, I'm not sure. It's whenever the Tarzan movies were produced. They did them down here in Florida in the Ocala National Forest, and um, well, some monkeys got loose, and um, well they. They just did what monkeys do and reproduced. Now they run free. They run free in packs through the Ocala National Forest, and um, and That's they're they're cons- they're considered a nuisance animal. Wow. Yeah, that's not, not friendly. Like coyotes out here. <laughs> coyotes yeah. are terrible out here. Really? Wow. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, like anytime, like the sun starts going down when it starts to get dark. You'll just hear them in packs, like, and I live in, like, a neighborhood. And you just hear them in packs, like, howling off in the distance, running yeah. after something, chasing something. We had a, a cat, like, cornered out in front of our house the other day. Like, we don't know what happened. We just heard, like, a scrap out front. And oh, we wow. go out there, and there's this cat behind a freaking tree, just kind of in shock, just kind of sitting there like this. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it just kind of ran off. Wow. Yeah, there's coyotes everywhere out here. That's It's the only thing... I think it's the only thing in Arizona that you can hunt year-round. Like, wow. you don't need a license to hunt it or anything. Like, if you're walking along and seeing coyote, you can shoot it. Really? Yep. What do you do with a coyote once you shot it? Shoot, I have no idea. Take it to a taxidermist <laughs> and put it on your mantle? I have no idea. Coyotes are like cute little dogs to me, so I don't really Same. do a whole lot. <laughs> Same here. I don't do a whole lot of shooting, but hunting's pretty big out here. <laughs> is it really yeah i mean they're like white-tailed deer back in alabama you know there's white-tailed deer everywhere in alabama like you drive long enough you're gonna hit one <laughs> it's just how it goes yeah. yeah yeah i've never been hunting in my life have you i went when i was younger like my uncle took me like twice i think one was deer hunting and we didn't we never saw anything and then one was dove hunting and we were just, you know, shooting shotguns in the sky at, at doves, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of – birds are kind of a, I don't know, an abstract thing to kill because, like – I mean, for me, because I don't think of birds as, like, sweet and cute or anything like that. They're just birds, you know. <laughs> like, so when I was young, I just – we shot birds, and it was like, hey, there's these birds, you know, and I think you eat them or whatever you like de-pellet them and eat them i don't think i was there for the eating but you know i think i shot a couple doves or something Mm. so you ever get to 
you said the deer come around your house. Do you ever get to feed them by hand? They get pretty close. I haven't actually fed them by hand, but it's, um, I would say within a few feet. Yeah, they're pretty close. Oh, yeah. Uh, you might could work up to that. <clears throat> they actually, you know, having these new puppies and being outside, they'll get so close to them, like first thing in the morning, that it'll actually make me nervous that, you know, they're going to start hauling them or stomping yeah. them. Ever, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. What kind of puppies? Um, I have a golden retriever and a lab. Don't know if you can see this. Yeah, I see them. And yeah. they're doing they're doing lab and retriever stuff right now. Joking. <laughs> yeah. <they're still> <laughs> <at the> moment. <laughs> nice. So, uh, do you put this out every Sunday, Tony? Well, um. To be perfectly honest with you, this was, um, I almost flushed the whole project um, when I was on my way down up to Alabama. I was really discouraged with the whole, the whole thing and I was, I was, I just kind of felt like I was done with it. And um, my dad actually kind of reignited my passion because he, uh, he, he was a listener and I, he asked me if I would. I was going to put him on it and I, I was like well dad I'm I'm ready anytime you're ready and I wish I had taken advantage of that I wish and he, he, he probably couldn't hardly heard him I didn't have my recording equipment or anything like that but I I do want to dedicate this whole season to him to his memory because I used to do something like this when we were little I used to my dad worked all the time and I had a hard time keeping up with him and everything. So I'm thinking I was about seven years old. I, I had a little Fisher Price uh, recorder, hand tape recorder. I used to carry that around with me and I would I would make little uh, news updates for what's going on around the house, you know, what's new for dad. And then I would uh, record like the latest John Cougar Mellencamp song in their form just so he'd stay current. Yeah, who doesn't like John Cougar? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to answer your question, uh, I don't do it every Sunday. I just do it uh, as often as I'm inspired to do it. Um, like I said, this weekend, two episodes in one weekend. This is, um, you know, coming out strong. It, Every Sunday, no, that's that's too much because then you start having really crappy episodes because you're just trying to get your schedule. Yeah. yeah, that's no good. No, I had some, I had a couple of those, and I won't say which ones they are, but they don't rank. Um, you know what I mean? I can look at at the rankings and tell people what what people enjoyed listening to and, and which ones uh, had people hanging in the longest. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah. So no, I don't have a hard and fast uh, date. Sunday. I try to do them on Saturdays actually, just because you know everybody likes scheduling is a nightmare too, man. It's it's hard getting everybody everybody on board. Yeah, like, it used to be so easy when you were a kid. You just be like, hey, meet me outside. Let's we go ride bikes. <laughs> <laughs> thank god for instagram man because i mean i've uh, it's just a wonderful thing uh, i i 
like I said, I've gotten three high-profile guests so far. Um, law of averages, you know, that, that should give you some idea of how many I've got actually that I've sent out. Yeah. But I've asked a lot of people. And, um, I'm sure. And I, I, just, I just take my chances, you know. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get uh, the guy from ministry on right oh, now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be a big deal. Yeah. The lead singer? Uh, not the lead singer, the bassist. Oh, okay. Well, he's like this right-hand man. So, but if I could get Al Jorgensen on, I, I would love to. In fact, I'll, I'll probably try and see if I can get him on as well. Yeah, dude, try to get everybody on. Yeah. Get, uh, get Chris Cornell on it. I'll be on with him. We'll do a three-way with uh, Chris Cornell. He's dead, dude. Chris Cornell died? Yeah. Oh, my dude. gosh. Where have I been? Yeah, man. Chris Cornell died about... Uh, he killed himself. Didn't know that. Just right after Audio Slave? Uh, I don't remember. It's been about three years. Maybe more. Dang. That's what that's that's the thing that sucks most about getting older is everybody that you know and love just is going. <laughs> They're just mm-hmm. leaving. <laughs> One way or another. They're gone. It's true, man. It's true. It gets sparse. Yeah, dude. But nature's like that. What are you gonna do? Record it. Record yeah. it. <laughs> Record it, put it on Instagram so other people can be amazed. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, well, you guys, we've rounded about the hour mark, so y'all got anything else y'all want to add? Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, it was good to talk to you guys, and, you know, think about that vaccine, Tony. I will, Amy. I, I will. Want, want you to be with us for a long time. Yeah, I'm, I am. Okay. It's, it is something I'm thinking about, so. Yeah. It was yeah. really nice to meet you, Amy. Yeah, you too, Bo. You too. Y'all have a good evening. You too. Y'all take care. I'll send y'all the links as soon as it's done. All right, dude. Appreciate it. All right. Later. Let's do it again. We will.
green is your color.